We wanted to give a shout out to Rumpel, our new favorite blankets that were made to go anywhere you go. Rumpel's original puffy blanket is made sustainably with the same quality materials as your favorite puffy jacket. So whether you're hitting the beach or camping in the mountains, Rumpel has you covered. They've got cool designs and packable products for that on-the-go lifestyle. Rumpel blankets are water and weather resistant and pack right into a stuff sack. So they're easy to pack everywhere we at Kids Who Explore go. We also love that every blanket is made from 60 recycled plastic bottles and that they come in junior sizes for our kids. The chamois towel is another one of our favorites because it's quick drying and it's so perfect for all of those adventures when you didn't quite plan on getting wet. Like when your kids suddenly see a splash park or your hike includes an unexpected dip in the water. Get your Rumpel gear at rumpel.com and enter code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. That's R-U-M-P-L dot with code EXPLORE15 for 15% off your first order. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Lauren Rodick Eberly is one of the mamas behind this podcast. She is the Communications and Media Director for Kids Who Explore, and her passions here really lie in sharing knowledge, tips and tricks, and promoting even the smallest of adventures. Outside of Kids Who Explore, Lauren is the owner and instructor of Miss Lauren's Music Studio, the author of cookbooks that coincide with being a consultant for Pampered Chef, and she runs her website, laurenrodekeverly.com. But her favorite role of all is mom to one-year-old Collins, who you've heard many times on our podcast. So hi, Lauren, and welcome to our show today. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Now, Lauren, you really, truly are the Jane of all trades. Where did your passion for teaching music come from? So I have always loved music. My mom jokes that I was singing books instead of reading them in my bedroom when I was a little kid. And I have always been performing and taking music lessons. And it was actually in university when a studio that I had performed at reached out to me to ask if I would teach. And through them, they just like, you know, spiraled that I said, okay, I'll try it out. And I took on students. And since then, it's just always been my love. Like I can be having a down day. And the second I start teaching, I'm just full of energy and ready to go. So I love bringing music into people's homes. I just love how much you put your passions and energy into doing something that you love every day and that you're sharing that with Collins. I think it's so beautiful to watch, uh, especially over on your Instagram page there and watching your stories every day. I know you bring joy to a lot of people's lives. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yes. And I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about how you combine music and the outdoors together because you are uh, the example that really music is all around us. Yeah. So, you know, I always tell my students and especially my preschool music students, because that's when the love for the outdoors and for music should start. I say to them that music isn't just the music you hear on the radio or a piano or guitar. Music is really everything. So it could be the water running. It could be the birds chirping. It could be the wind in the trees. So listening for those sounds and recognizing them as music when you're outside is something that's so beautiful. And that's actually something I've really been enjoying lately is listening to the birds and hearing them talk back and forth to each other. So that's a big thing for sure. And then also I love to just sing on our hikes. (laughs) 
Yes, you do. I love when you break out in song. This <laughs> is the most hilarious thing ever. And also dancing. We cool. just had that episode with Kim Tickner talking about how important it is to have uh, be singing on the trails and making noise. So yeah, Lauren, you're always so great at that. <laughs> I just released a preschool music class that's virtual. And so although you're indoors making music, a lot of the songs are about nature or different animals. And then a lot of the backdrops are nature. So I feel like even inside in winter, you can bring a little bit of nature inside and you can also just inspire that love of nature in kids. Yes, like I was gonna say too with your with your course there that you just released, um, it is awesome. I mean, you talk about there being a beat and everything. And like, I honestly didn't know that. So I feel like I'm learning and showing Turner everything to do with music and mining from the outdoors. We're super inspired by what you're doing. Thank you. I'm so glad. And I can't wait to hear Turner singing on the trails. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a choir when we're out hiking. Now you have your music course, you have your music studio, you have your cookbooks and everything going on in your life. How are you finding that you're managing that time with Collins now entering toddlerhood? So I have always wanted to make sure that I involve Collins in as much as I can, whether it's her coming into my music lessons or being on this podcast, which a lot of people have heard. I think it's good for her to see all the things that I'm passionate about and to be involved in things like doing laundry and cooking and going on our adventures. So I really involve her in as much as I can, but something I do try and do is limit screen time. So a lot of the work I do have to do is also, or I get to do, I should say, is also on the computer, on the phone. And I really try and not do that when she's around. So that I do when she's napping or sleeping at night which means that now that she's a toddler, there's less sleeping. <laughs> so it's forced me to be very productive during those nap times. But yes, other than that, I think I just manage it by involving her and letting her be a part of it all. Now, Lauren truly is the master of time management. So I'm amazed at you and how many things you can fit in your day and, and you just enjoy everything you do. So that's very beautiful. Thank you talk you. a lot about meditation on your social channels and you even do the meditation, like you do challenges and that, which is wonderful. Um, and I'm just wondering how that practice impacts your daily life. Oh, so much. <laughs> I feel like it's the baby wearing podcast where it's like, how do you even begin <laughs> to name all the benefits? But it, it has benefits, honestly, in my daily life, because if I didn't meditate or if I missed a day, I think I would feel the energy that was seeped from me, you know? The question I have about your meditation is, like how many days in a row have you meditated for? Like what's a record for you? Cause I feel like you meditate, like you really bring this into your daily life. Okay. You guys are going to, I don't know if you're going to not even believe this. I have meditated for over four years straight. <laughs> Every single day. Every day. Even the day I gave birth. I've, wow. I've not missed a day. <laughs> that is okay. incredible. But before people. Four years. Yeah, before and I was meditating before then, but yes. four years now is my record of consecutive of not missing a day. But I do have to say before people are shaking their heads saying that's not possible. The reason I've made that possible is because I have a rule that one minute counts. So probably on the day I gave birth, it was one minute. <laughs> because 
I, if I have an absolutely wild day, I will just make sure I sit on the mat or sit in my meditation position in my car, if that's all it can be for at least one minute. Usually it's more than that, but yeah, even, even when Collins was little, I would just make sure even if she was napping on me, that that was my position to meditate. And it has just been such a game changer for, I think my presence is a big thing, honestly. Like, you know, when we get out and hike, we often say we're so present with nature because we're out of reception and we're just engaged with the people that we're adventuring with. And I think that what that's what meditation allows me to do in more aspects of my life and be really mindful. Now, Lauren, you live in two different countries, Canada and the United States, part-time in each. How do you find that your outside adventures differ in each place? Well, a huge thing is that in Calgary, I'm right by the mountains and I get these beautiful mountain adventures. And here on Long Island in New York, I get more nature walks, I would say. And every nature walk slash hike ends with water because you're on the island <laughs> and I get beaches. So it is really nice that I get to experience different kinds of adventures with Collins from the beach to the mountains. Um, but here there's no bears. There's very little wildlife. So if you go upstate New York, there's bears, but I don't have to even carry bear spray at all on my hikes here, but I have to worry about ticks because ticks are more dangerous here or there's more of them than there is back home in Calgary. So I'm constantly loading up on tick spray here. So it's kind of a difference between not only location, but also learning the safety in both places. And it's actually made me realize that too, when we're adventuring, we should be learning about what's particular to every area you go to. Cause a lot of people go on vacation and they just you know, just drop everything and just go on some adventure without researching before what's important for them to know in that area. Exactly. Cause you were saying even before, um, just with your backyard, even like that you have a tick situation right in your backyard right now, yeah, literally can be right in your backyard <laughs> and not like how we say in your backyard, as in driving to the mountains backyard, like in your backyard. <laughs> So in the intro, I mentioned your cookbooks. So do you have a plan to write another cookbook or what's happening on the cooking front for you? Yes. So my next cookbook, which is in the works right now, is actually inspired by my daughter called Colin's Kitchen. And it's kind of like a baby led weaning type of cookbook. And it's basically a journal of all the foods because Collins ate like over 90 different foods before the time she was one. And yeah. <laughs> so, and I made up a lot of the recipes and I made them baby safe because before they're one, they can't have honey. And I tried to limit salt and refined sugars and all those things. So it really is a baby focused cookbook, but I mean, I ate all of the things that Collins ate too. So I think it could be an anyone cookbook, but I'm really excited to see how these recipes will help other families, but also how they'll help families prep for hikes and adventures with their families and how they can, you know, make some of these recipes and bring them out on their trips. Is that recipe for Colin's first birthday cake, is that going to be in this book? You know what? <laughs> it wasn't going to be, but now I think it should be now that you say that. And maybe it should be, be. since it's a journal of her first year, that should be like the final page. The final page, honestly, because like I need 
personally, I need that recipe because you it's with the watermelon is what the inspiration is there and the coconut icing. And it's just like those cake smashes are amazing and all, but like when we talk about those refined sugars and <laughs> everything, like that's a lot in there. So your alternative to that, I thought was really incredible. Why, thank you. And Collins just loved it. So that there's a win right there and it was cute. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. That's such a good idea too, because I remember when my kids first started eating solids, it's really intimidating as a parent to know what to feed them. And we did baby led weaning as well. And my son's first birthday cake was like a vegetable loaf. <laughs> he couldn't even smash it. <laughs> I love it. But it was really healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And your writing doesn't stop there. You have tons of blog posts on your website about everything from travel to hiking to your favorite baby sunscreen. Where do you find all of your inspiration? just from day-to-day -day life and from all the people on my Instagram and on kids who explore Instagram, that is a huge source of inspiration because when you hear what people are hunting for or that they can't find or that they don't know a lot about, or just even something that we do, like the three of us, if it's something we do every day that we don't even consider it to be some knowledge that needs to be passed on. We just assume that everyone knows about it. And then you find out, no, this is something that people benefit from. And that, yeah, that's where it comes from is that I want to share these things that I've learned and that will, will help other people. Yeah. And we're starting to feature your blog post as well, right on our kids who explore website. So that's really exciting. You're having, you have two up there now and probably more by the time this episode airs as well. Yes. And I love that about our blog that we have so many voices that will be up there. I think that's going to be really helpful to people too because you're going to get people from all different backgrounds but also people that have different interests like I'm not going to write a blog post about camping because I'm not a camper but Cindy can do that you know so it'll be exactly. exciting to hear all the voices that come up on our blogs everyone should check that out yeah so where is everyone able to follow you so kid to explore <laughs> find me there <laughs> um and then for my own personal everyone can find me at laurenrodickeverly.com and they can find all the links to all of these cookbooks and music lessons and everything we're talking about and then also on instagram at lauren Rodick Everly. i was like what's my instagram handle <laughs> at lauren <Rodick. laughs> <laughs> and you definitely want to follow along with her on Instagram for sure, because I have a lot of like colleagues and, and friends that have worked at, that have reached out to me and have said how inspired they are by Lauren and your baby led weaning and all of the tips you share and, and the reality of that as well. So you definitely want to be following along on her Instagram. Her stories are awesome. I feel like you guys are just filling my bucket today. <laughs> this is so nice. <laughs> you you're so far away right now that this is how we see you and Collins every day I know honestly I feel like when I was seeing you guys doing your planet cleanup oh my goodness I just had all the feels and Jordan was out of town too and I was sending him the pictures and videos you guys sent and I was like I'm missing this I want to be cleaning up the planet with us Adrian and I did say we're like it isn't the same without Lauren here Oh, we missed you. Thanks guys. I miss you so much. Yes, we definitely missed you. <laughs> you know, like we can feel like we're together even when we're apart, but I can't wait. I feel like we say this every podcast, but literally I can't wait until we can go on an actual hike together. Yes. And I'm twisting both of your rubber arms and making you come back country camping with me too. 
<laughs> We're sharing That's time, Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Now after talking to Kim and about like hanging the food away from the bears and stuff, I don't know. <laughs> You're going to have to twist my arm a little bit harder, Cindy. Okay, maybe we'll start with that. But we'll only go to backcountry campsites that have bear lockers. So we don't okay. have to worry about you guys All having right. to hang your food. I feel better. Oh, Lauren's agreed to camp. <laughs> She said front country camping first. <laughs> Baby steps. Oh, okay, front country <laughs> Baby steps. Exactly. So we'll end our show today with our three questions. What's a piece of advice you can share to help families get outside? Okay, my piece of advice is for people to make a permanent list of what to pack based on their adventure season. So maybe start small and just pick one. Like, okay, we're heading out on a hike in summer here's my list of everything we need to pack. And it's on a bulletin board at the back door. <laughs> Cause I think that just takes the stress out of every time having to think about what to pack and then forgetting something. Yeah, forgetting things is definitely an issue. So that's great advice. What's one of your top recommendations right now? Okay, maybe so obvious and basic, but a sun hat for your kids. I'm loving sun hats right now because if we're not outside for too long, it limits me having to load Collins up on sunscreen. So I love just having a sun hat that's kind of covering the back of her neck and the sides of her face and the front of her face. Um, and if I'm allowed to say a brand out there, I'm loving the Jan and Jill yes. sun hats and they're from BC. So you also can support a Canadian company. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's important then to always have like kind of Tilly style with the kids sun hats. Yeah. And so there's multiple options. I got ones that go all the way down the neck. So like, even if they were okay. wearing a swimsuit or something, they have a lot more coverage versus the ones that have a rim, but they're not going down the back, if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. Let's end with a challenge. You challenge families too. I challenge families to play an outdoor sport this week. Because Collins and my adventures lately has been taking the soccer ball in the backyard and it's been so much fun. So I think that's a great way to get outside. That's not too challenging. Just grab a ball, grab a glove maybe <laughs> and go play an outdoor sport. I think that's a great challenge. So thank you for that. And just a side question here. So every time you come in from the backyard, like playing soccer, like you conduct a tick check. Okay, so yes, again about this, Jordan thinks I'm next level, but... <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> I spray Collins and I with tick spray before we go out every time. And we're, we're actually going to have this company on the podcast because we need to, because <laughs> I just need to know everything about ticks. So yeah, I spray us up every time, at least, at least spray our legs and our feet. And I probably should be more diligent about actually doing a tick check when I come back. I contacted that company about tick spraying my whole yard, but it's pretty wild because if you do the organic one, they need to come back like every seven days. <laughs> so I don't know. That's not fair. No, that's okay. Hi, George. We'll put Collins, want to come say hi? Hi. Awesome, Lauren. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for everything today. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.